0: Here we go, episode 249 of the Brian Oak Show podcast. It's hard to imagine that we've made it this far, but somehow we have. And normally we're in the Smart Start MN studios, but not today. I'm Brian Oak and that is Sean Bernard. And Sean's lovely, wonderful, kind, supportive, endearing wife, unfortunately has come down with the Rona. She got bit by COVID. Sean, by the way, hello, Sean, how are you?
1: Oh, Brian, I'm good, how are you?
0: ah <laughs> you are a delight <laughs> um is your wife has your wife gotten COVID before
1: no she's actually that's the crazy thing is she's really? escaped it this entire time even though i got it like a week before you got it right um she stayed clear and uh quarantined i quarantined there was a lot of quarantining Well, I know so uh, many
0: people who have it right now, and it's so weird, right? Like we worked so hard, like in the Smart Start MN Studio, you and I scrub everything down with bleach. Yep. We we are like masking. We did everything in our power, Mm -hmm. zoomed as often as we could, and we made it for two years, and then we both got bit. But right now, for whatever reason, even though either it's a milder version or people have been boosted and vaxxed or whatever the case is, I probably know more people right now that have COVID that I did at any one time during the last two plus years during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I do think that people have kind of softened on the the masks and everything else now, and there's something to that. But it does seem like, knock on wood, this latest uh, variant seems to be a little bit milder than some of the earlier.
0: Why would you say that out loud? Are you like, are you, are you trying? Because I'm an to... idiot,
1: and you, you I, man I'm man like is... sitting here going, okay. I'm Irish, Murphy's Law. Why would you ever, ever, ever say that?
0: Always? Hope for the best and expect the worst, Sean. That's how yes. we do things here. Hey, before we get to today's guest and a little brief little story I want to tell, um, I do want to mention that Smart Start MN is the primary sponsor of the Brian Oak Show podcast. Smart Start MN, they are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What that means is there used to be a time that if you did had a DUI and you lost your license, that was it. You were walking, you were taking a cab, you were yep. on the bus, you were not getting back in your car. But they worked with the state. They worked with the legislature they were the original company that worked with the state to get this technology in place a technology that will allow you back into your car way sooner than you otherwise would and for less money than you think again the best way around all this don't ever drink and drive But it happens. So if it happens to you, happens to someone you know, you're looking for a judgment-free place that you can go for real answers and, again, at an affordable price, Smart Start MN is the way to go. And you can get even more money off their already ridiculously low price by going to a very specific destination.
1: Yeah, just go to SmartStartMN.com slash The Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system.
0: So speaking of Smart Start MN, one of the central figures there, Ed Cohen, is a huge music head and he and I did the same thing this past weekend, but on different days. Two years ago, my daughter bought me tickets for a birthday present to go see the Cruel World Festival out in Pasadena, California. Uh, Again, not right in the Rose Bowl, but adjacent to the Rose Bowl and Cruel world is incredible. It's like it basically someone took 1983, mm. pulled it from the past, and put it in the future 40 years later. Uh, Morrissey Bauhaus, who we kicked off the show with, Blondie, Devo, Missing Persons, Psychedelic mm. Furs, Echo and the Bunny Men were supposed to be there. Sadly, that did not happen. They had visa issues but again berlin all these incredible violent femmes i saw i mean this incredible, yeah. incredible afternoon of, of so there was this first day sold out immediately then got canceled then got brought back then got postponed so here we are two years later and my daughter and i finally went out to california this past weekend for a few days in fact that lucky kid is still out there she's not really a kid she's a grown woman but you know what i mean um yeah. she uh, and we had a we had a spectacular time and the people watching you think the people watching at the state fair is good go to an 80s music festival in southern california <laughs> on a 95 degree day i mean because you know you've got bauhaus playing there the godfathers of gothic rock and there are people in like the heavy thick giant black jeans and eight oh layers my on gosh. top and i'm like i'm wearing a t-shirt and shorts looking like a proper dad out there and but, Oh my God! It was so hot, but people didn't care, man. They were there to make the moment happen. Some of it was just pure nostalgia, but some of it sounded absolutely fantastic. It was a really fun time.
1: Did anybody have like the like? Did anybody have that look like they hadn't changed it at all since 1983? Like the same barber, same haircut. Anybody out there? Yeah, have so, the full on.
0: So for me, what's weird is the. <laughs> The, when people still do the giant mohawk that's multicolored, yes, I think yes. it's a cool form of expression, right? Yeah. But to me, it's no less of an anachronism than when someone like dresses in flared, worn-out jeans and a headband <laughs> yeah. and a dashiki doing the hippie thing. I'm yeah. like, That was a long time ago, man. I mean, and so, but to each their own, right? Who am I to limit someone's form of expression? So that was very fun and just got back from that, which is why I played Bauhaus to start the show. Before we get to today's guest, who I worked with at a previous radio station, I worked at, but who now has gone up north to one of the coolest cities in the state to become the, well, premier media reporter on all the action that'll be happening up there no he'll he's a man he's a humble man and he's a kind man (laughs) and he's a thoughtful man he's an intelligent guy so he'll he'll poo-poo all that but we'll talk to Jay Gabler coming up just ahead the one thing I did want to mention is in addition to doing the podcast the very popular Brian Oak Show podcast along with my friend Sean Bernard um I also uh work at a record store and I also do a morning radio show at the local radio station here in the Twin Cities Cities Mm 97.1 Got a new co-host this week, finally, after doing it by myself. Oh, great. I can do it by myself in my sleep, but I got to be honest, it's way more fun when you have someone smart and intelligent and challenging across from you. And so I wanted to welcome Naima to the scene. Naima was born and raised. Thank you very much. Naima was born and raised in London. She came here. She worked at Cities from like 2012 to about 2015, 16. Then for the last four years, she has been doing radio in Dubai over in the United Arab Emirates. she's wonderful she's funny she's fearless but most importantly like i've been really lucky in my radio career which is spanning several decades now to work with some really incredible co-hosts people like mary lucia people like carrie noble people like jill Riley, Mm -hmm. and now naima i mean like how many times can lightning strike but the best thing about having a good co-host is you want someone smart you want someone that can pivot and can adapt to any scenario and what really is important, and I think a lot of people don't want this, is someone who will call you on your shit. Because when yep. you're on your shit, nobody wants to hear that garbage. And you're, <laughs> you're, you're drunk on your own Kool-Aid. You yep. need someone to pop your bubble all the time. And it looks like I found another good one. In addition to that, is a huge music head. And she has found already today Day one, face to face. We did a remote thing the last couple of days. Today was face to face, and she's already turning me on to the cool stuff. This artist I've never heard of before, and reasonably so, all right? I pay attention, but this is a 17 year old from Liverpool who is part of a very active grime scene happening in the UK right now. We can talk more about grime later. We're gonna talk to Jay Gabler just ahead. But right here, we are going to hear an amazing song by a young man by the name of Hazy h-a-z-e-y and this song is called packs and potions and i've fallen in love with it and i've listened to it 15 times today and i hope you like it too so
2: Mix These packs and potions, no peace till I put a sim in a banner. I'm on the block like winner, back road licker, fully paid for my inner. I fly past them, my head top ten of the molders, I wash like Sammy Kadera. And he should start calling me uncle, cause when I speak on his beak to get murdered. Gotta mix these packs and potions, no peace till I put a sim in a banner. I'm on the block like winner, back road licker, fully paid for my inner. I fly past my head top ten of the molders, I wash like Sammy Kadera. And he should start calling me uncle, cause when I speak on his speak to get murdered. I had to pebble up, bullshit, the kittens, late nights up in the lab and still working. Straight fact. And dropping a vase in. I took a L and I kept on learning You can't stop me now, it's not working. Paging till the phone keeps on tweaking Gotta switch the spot, they're still licking Big back, cooking up tunes to put weight in. Ten toes of them laps in the trench And when you need more, I'm right back like I'm Trent I get round, on and sit on the bench I'm opening doors while i still stuck at the fence And I'm still trying to pop like bubble wrap Flying packs, all tea just to hustle at Never add no peace to we juggle packs If your beard's ten-ten, I might double tap I'm trying to build these bands, then double that If I use that cling, then I'll double rap. I can't stunt online for the couple snaps I'm trying to see a mansion and a couple stats stay on the like Aguero And my like Slav and like and Pirlo She tells me Slav through he's not there though Bad bitch so I hold up a hair bro Gotta mix these packs and potions No peace till I put a sim in a banner. I'm on a block like Werner Back road later Fully paid bro on my earner I fly past in my head top of The molders are washed like Sammy Kadera. And he should start calling me uncle Cause when I speak on his beats to get murdered Cause they know I'm near when it kicks off Hit much just to try and see big prof shots need the belly like Rick Ross Street Kid got them dancing on TikTok I'm at Dasties running through chip shops fandom at the door like it's Nick Knock Shannon That's the punch where they pissed off, watch them at the top, but they slipped off. I save knits and twos like I'm Walker. Tell bro I don't do no talker. Search and bro, I think she's a stalker. Iced out, trust I need me some water. I've missed shots, the ringer, no caller. Back road on the pitch, I'm a baller. Slang that, at the star from a quarter. Bang that, then she's holding me daughter. Gotta mix these packs and potions, no peace till I put a sim in a burner. I'm on the block like Werner, back road Laker. Fully paid, bro, I'm a earner. I fly past on my head top tenner The molders are washed like Sammy Kadera. And he should start calling me uncle, cause when I speak on, he speaks to get murdered. Gotta mix these packs some potions no peace till i put a sim in a banner i'm on the block like Winner, back road later fully paid bro on my inner i fly past my head top 10 of the molders are wash like sammy kadera and he should stop calling me uncle because when i speak on his beats to get murdered <laughs>
0: I realize that it can be incredibly cringe when a man of my advanced age starts 17 <laughs> year old British rappers. So good though. You, I love the beat. I love the lyrics. I love the style. I love it's the fun. Style, but usually when someone sings or raps, their, their accent sort of disappears, but there is yes. nowhere else Hazy could be from other than Liverpool right there. And I've been in love with that song since I first heard it early this morning. And um, I, I can't get enough of it. I'm absolutely in love with it. I'm Brian Oak, that is Sean Bernard. This is The Brian Oak Show, episode 249. And here we are introducing our guest. His name is Jay Gabler. Now, his current title is arts and entertainment reporter at the Duluth News Tribune, which I love because I think, well, we'll talk about Duluth and its breadth and depth of history, but also just how cool a city it is right now in a moment. But Jay and I, we worked together at a a public radio station for a few years, and we first met each other about six years ago, back in 2016. Mm. But he's also been a sociologist and a preschool science teacher, which we are absolutely going to be talking about. Love it. In the meantime, though, let me first say uh, hello to Jay Gabler. How are you, Jay?
3: i'm doing fine brian enjoy that uh fresh grime i feel like grime in the uk <laughs> it's like it, as if like prince invented the minneapolis sound in 1980 and like nobody else was allowed to have that sound for like right, 25 yeah. years the uk have just <laughs> kept grime all to themselves and yeah. yeah
0: it's still great it hasn't crossed over and you know again my daughter listens to a ton of stuff that i'm not familiar with and so she's been my entree to a ton of things but some of it i love some of it i hate but man the grime artists, you know, even if you go back to what they call in the UK garage or a garage, um, I mean, there was a ton of great stuff there. I mean, for the last 20 years, there's been this strictly unique UK sound that runs through the entire country. It's not just London sound. And a guy, that guy we just heard hazy wasn't born when garage and grime began but now is one of its foremost proponents and is about to blow up at least in the uk if not worldwide so i love that jay it's good to see your face again you and i used to see each other on the regular day to day uh now we're zooming today because sean's wife has come down with the rona um so i appreciate your patience and your flexibility but very soon you're going to be pulling up stakes here to move to duluth to fully entrench yourself in this new gig you got but before we get to that Where are you from, Jay?
3: I am from, well, what I tell people, I tell them this because it's the truth. Uh, I was born here in the great city of Minneapolis, uh, Uh but my family at that time lived in St. Paul. So I lived in St. Paul when I was a little kid. And then when I was starting second grade, we moved to Duluth. My dad got a job Mm. with what was then the St. Louis uh, Federal Savings and Loan, St. Louis County Mm. Federal Savings and Loan, some combination of those words. And so we lived up there for five years and we moved back down to St. Paul. My dad got a job with the city of Minneapolis when I was starting seventh grade. So then I graduated from high school in St. Paul and The rest is the rest is history.
0: So, I mean, your new tenure that you're just getting underway with technically in Duluth, not your first time in that great city to the north.
3: Yeah. And I feel a little self-conscious about saying at all, like that I grew up in Duluth. But, you know, although it was only five years, those are like, those are the years of time. <laughs> you know, like when you right. imagine yourself as a kid, it's that like eight years old, that mm-hmm. nine years old. You know, you feel like you're not a little kid anymore. You're kind of growing up and you're not a tween. You're not a teen. You're not in any of that. And that was I That for me was was Duluth. And it was just a really magical place to be a kid. And maybe the fact that we moved away when I was just sort of starting high school and junior high helped me I know almost like romanticize it in my mind think of it as right. like the sort of like golden era of my childhood which you know it wasn't perfect there was bullying there was some stuff went down but in of terms course. of the, you know the city was was great and the natural environment was great and so I think I've always sort of had in the back of my mind this
0: hope that maybe again I could live in Duluth someday and mm.
3: well here we are
0: well, exactly, here we are. I mean, dreams can come true, kids. Stay in school, don't do drugs, follow your dreams. And <laughs> maybe, like Jay, it'll work out for you. Now, before we talk about what this new endeavor entails and what life is gonna be like for you in Duluth and the important role you're gonna be playing there, you know, you and I worked together at a radio station for a long time. And, well, not a long time, but long enough. And, you know, there was incredible work being done there. There was incredible reporting being done there. There was an incredible amount of music coming through there. And I know that you were a big part of cataloging and doing all that when did you first realize that writing reporting and offering insight onto these sorts of things was going to be a well basically the, the the quarterstone of your adult life
3: i this is this is a good good time because actually i just told this story in applying for the job i have now because i sort of had to explain um, you know, I knew was a strong candidate with good experience, but he had to kind of explain, you know, how I felt like I was ready to apply for a newsroom job when I've done just what every other job besides being <laughs> at a newspaper. Thank and you. so I said, I, I took it back to Duluth when I was a kid and going to the Duluth Public Library, and I felt very grown up. I was, you know, a strong reader. So I went to the, you know, a section for adults and went to the movie section, and I found this book of this published book of reviews by Roger Ebert. It was his like video home companion from the mid eighties. Mm. So you got your VCR now you're going to read Ebert's reviews and it will tell you what to, <laughs> what to rent. And I just started reading that as a kid. And I think just was immediately fascinated with this idea that, you know, you're a kid movies just feel so big, so huge. So, you know, enormous. And I thought that you could like watch one and say, eh, that could be better. <laughs> you know, like, what a what a fascinating power to have, and so I think that, that was that was the seed of me starting to think that like really like not just like enjoying you know participating in arts and you know and watching movies and listening to music or whatever, but thinking about it and saying something about it and helping other people think about it was was of interest. So I you know became movie critic at my high school paper, and then I went off and did a whole bunch of other stuff. You know you mentioned my experience teaching preschool. Well, yeah, mm. I was an early childhood education major at college in Boston University. I uh, well, maybe teaching this for me and it was fun, but that wasn't quite it. So then I went to grad school and studied sociology and did all of that. But then finally, when I finished grad school in 2007, um, I thought I wanted to move back to Minnesota I had been out east and I knew my family was here I wanted to sort of settle down here and so I knew that probably meant leaving academia because you know sociology jobs don't just grow on trees so <laughs> I thought, well, what do I do and I, I kind of reconnected with my youthful love of arts writing and so I just started freelance writing I thought well we'll see how far this will take me and here we are 15 years later. Which Hmm. is
0: fantastic, you know, I mean, like, I'm a big fan of, and it took me a long time to realize it, because when I was in my young 20s, I was rudderless, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I'm always like, well, I like music. And apparently, everyone keeps telling me I have a voice for radio. So I tried it, and it ended up working out. But And and, and I've done it ever since, right, except for a couple of brief breaks here and there. And, um, you know, knowing your lane, but also... Work will always be work, but if you could find something that you genuinely enjoy doing, it takes a little of the sting out of having to go to work every day. Um, I wanna talk about your transition to Duluth, man. And I wanna talk about what the future looks like. I also wanna talk about Duluth proper because I've had, my eyes have been opened in the last five Mm. to eight years about the nature of what Duluth is and how we sort of have a very different view down south here of what that incredible city really is like. Even if you've been through it a bunch of times, every time I've gone, I found out there was more than I understood what was actually happening. But before we get into any of that, I hate to go too long without hearing a little music. So let's go with your first song that you picked. Every guest who comes on this show, no, no limits, no restrictions. All I want to know is a song that you like and why it's important to you. And you've picked an artist that I know nothing about. So you need to bring me at least vaguely up to speed on, is it pronounced Lanou? Lanou. And right. this is an artist that you may have heard of
3: under her proper name, Sarah Kruger. Oh! Hmm. Yeah, there you go, right? Okay, yep. Yeah, it sounds a little familiar because she is a, a established, gifted singer-songwriter out of Duluth. Thought I'd better bring some Duluth music. Mm. And... Last year, when she went to release a new album, she was not trying to be coy or, you know, hide who she was or what she had done, but she had sort of discovered a new sound and a new artistic voice as a musician. And so she decided that rather than just making another Sarah Kruger record, which she thought would come with certain expectations regarding what she'd done before, she decided just use a new project name and call it Lanou. And so she released her self-titled debut LP as Lanou last year. And now this year, she followed up with a new EP called Fire In My Mind as Lanou and uh, this is the last song on that EP called Tomorrow.
0: those of us of a certain age that is extremely reminiscent of this mortal coil, the early four AD sound Elizabeth Fraser of Cocto twins stepping in that sort of heavily drenched reverb and gorgeous vocals in the background. That was really good. That's out of Duluth, huh?
3: Yeah. That is not just out of Duluth. I wonder Brian, if you can guess based on knowing that fact, and what you just heard, I wonder if you can guess who produced this
0: EP? oh no you're not gonna freak me out now are you gonna blow my mind um let me think let me think give me a second i mean it's not a 4ad person is it it's al sparhawk come on well of course it is of course, <laughs> it, is, <right? laughs> of course but, it is but what's great about alan sparhawk is there's nothing he can't do right like low obviously is what made him and his colleagues international household names. Well, household might be strong, but you know what I mean. Put them on the map. But whether I watch him do Black Eyed Snakes or now that I hear he produced that, of course he did. Of course he did. That was gorgeous, man. Very nice. Jay Gabler is our guest. So Jay, you are entering a new phase of your life. But before I bury the lead, you know, since you're a newspaper guy, um, I was out of town this past weekend and we had set this up a while ago. And so I felt like I missed some of it Um, This past weekend, I was in Los Angeles attending a concert. Correct me if I'm wrong, did you get married this past weekend?
3: I did. I got married this past weekend in what I still think of as uh, Jeremy Messersmith's Green Room. Because oh, it, one of the uh, when the current used to do happy hour events, we did one with Jeremy Messer Smith at Udupill's um, Brewing, right. and uh, so there's like a little room just off the the main entry, and that was where his green room was, which he needed because there are some hardcore Jeremy Messersmith fans. So it was nice to yeah. his, steal <laughs> off. And so yeah, when uh, my now my wife and I were thinking about, you know, we want to just have a casual, relaxed space to just kind of hang out, um, and you know, invite a small group of people to mm. observe our. Vibes. Uh, was, right. Uh, what about Utapils? So yeah. So we were married at Utapils in uh, Minneapolis on Friday, and then we had a pretty, pretty huge reception on Saturday in St. Paul at Can Can Wonderland,
0: which cool. is a fine place for a reception. Plenty of room to move around. I just, all of a sudden, I'm like, I think I saw that he got. Me. So I just wanted to say congratulations and good luck to you and yours, and um, may life be uh, fruitful and plentiful. Well done. Congratulations. Thanks, Brian. So well, far, now, so good. Yeah, well, okay. we're only a couple days in. Let's not count the chickens before they hatch. (laughs) All right, Jay? Um, You are heading to Duluth to be uh, the uh, news, uh, pardon me, um, the arts and entertainment reporter at the Duluth News Tribune. Now, before we talk about that, I just want to mention very briefly the epiphany I had when we started working together. When I started working at the station you already worked at, Duluth was a regular destination for that radio station because they have uh, an affiliate up there. And so we would start going twice a year now i've been through duluth dozens and dozens and dozens of times in my life being a boundary waters guy heading to the north shore on the regular every single year never really spent a lot of time in duluth until 2016 and then pretty intensively for the next four years there two if not three or four times every year and i learned a lot about duluth that i never knew i know that duluth has had its ups and downs it's not a perfect city but i think for people who don't make it a regular destination they may still have this pre-existing notion of what duluth is what duluth's about what duluth is like and i think that they would find themselves if they spent any real time there, sorely mistaken it's an ever-evolving hub of arts and culture and community you know it is yes it's craft brewing yes there is some music there but it seems to be constantly evolving duluth for what many people might think of as a a relatively sleepy northern Minnesota town is awfully dynamic. Would you agree with that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Ever-changing. And I think whatever impression you have of Duluth, whatever you think it is, it is that but then it's also a bunch of other things there are so mm-hmm. many dimensions to the community historically you know demographically um yeah i feel like every day i'm turning a new corner
0: <laughs> well and that's cool because you've spent time there and now you're diving in i because i really feel i mean yes there are, of course been people out of duluth who are very noteworthy and even the average everyday rube is going to know about but duluth is it's kind of like winona in that regard except even more so it's a bigger city but it has so many people making so much good music or art i mean you're going to be in charge of well not only documenting that for the good people of duluth but frankly bringing that message to a wider world right
3: yeah absolutely and that is my hope is that uh i mean obviously our first audience at the duluth news tribune is people in the city and the region across a term i'm learning to use very freely the northland ah Uh, yeah, so like all oh, the whole like northern Minnesota, northern Wisconsin region, um, we we cover all of that, and so yeah, definitely it's our first audience. But then, yeah, actually there are so many amazing artists and stories and organizations and places that, as you say, Brian, people outside the city don't necessarily know about. That I, it's my goal, my reach goal as a journalist covering Duluth to tell the stories so well and so compellingly uh, that people outside the region uh, kind of have to pay attention because it's worth paying attention to.
0: Yeah, but you gotta be careful, man. That's a double-edged sword, right? Because you want to draw attention. You want these extremely, uh, that song we just heard, that was brilliant. That goes, mm-hmm. that goes on my playlist, but you gotta be careful because if you make it sound too appealing, What's going to happen to Duluth is what happened to Uptown or what's happening to Northeast Minneapolis (laughs) right now. It's going to get gentrified. They're going to put up a bunch of those IKEA looking condos. And then suddenly, you know, you're not going to be able to get to the venue that night because the Starbucks next door to it is overcrowded. I mean, so it's a balancing act. I mean. I know that we're I'm kind of joking, but Duluth is only a little over a couple hours away to the north. And I'm gonna be honest, as someone who hates summer, I, October never comes soon enough. Every time I look at, at the map, the weather map, which I do all the time, because I'm old, um, it's always 20 degrees cooler by the lake. And I'm like, shit, Duluth would be cool, man. I could hang in Duluth. You're gonna move to Duluth, right?
3: Yep, absolutely. So I've been sort of commuting this spring because my wife is a high school teacher, so she's been finishing out the school year. Mm -hmm. Um, It's May now, so she's uh, just about done. But so we've kept our apartment in Minneapolis through the spring and we have just signed a lease on a house that we're renting in Duluth and we're picking up the keys at 7 a.m. on June 1st. And then that's it, we're in Duluth full time.
0: You know, when you were a kid and you were in Duluth, I mean, let's be honest, like all places, Duluth has changed, right? I mean, there was a time Mm -hmm when Duluth obviously being a very, very important port city, but outside of that, maybe didn't have the widest breadth of culture, even though some great people came out of there. But I mean, in the last, I don't know, you tell me, 10, 15, 20 years, the arts community, the creatives, I mean, it's blossomed. It's, a, it's an actual destination right now.
3: Oh, yeah. In so many ways. And it is, of course, still the tourist destination that it has long been. And even that now, I mean, I think once you start like covering Duluth, you find what a long memory the city has, <laughs> which I love about it. I'm a history buff, right. but I feel like in the long history of Duluth, even the idea of it being a tourist hub is you know, not all that old, going back to maybe, you know, the 60s, the 70s, like what we now know of as Canal Park uh, is not that much older than me. And I was born in 1975 Mm. in terms of it being a fully fledged tourist hub. But of course, Mm -hmm. I think it has been having been there forever. Um, But so there's that side of it. Um, But yeah, then, you know, In terms of, I think the best example I can think of to sort of speak to what's flowering in Duluth today Mm -hmm. is the community of Lincoln Park, which is uh, the part of Duluth that is if you're coming in from the Twin Cities on 35, and if you're just going to get off at say Canal Park and go to a hotel Mm -hmm. there, which Godspeed, it's beautiful. You kind of just like (laughs) zoom right past Lincoln Park, Right. right? right? But it's just right there. It's just to the west of downtown Duluth. And it's this, you know, super rich, super, you know, long-standing neighborhood. The people who live there will tell you it used to be the heart of it all before, you know, downtown migrated. But you go there now, and now they just unveiled this whole art walk with murals, with like, you know, over a dozen murals that are on buildings all throughout Lincoln Park and all these amazing sort of visuals that you can take in. And I realized all those murals have just been painted since the current mural went up there when the current like launched its, its uh, broadcast signal there, which was when I was working there. So it uh-huh. wasn't that long ago. So right. Lincoln Park has flowered that recently, bent paddle brewing, which is now described as a new cornerstone of Lincoln Park, the Lincoln Park Craft District is having its uh, festiversary this Saturday. And it's celebrating If I think if my memory serves me right. Nine years. Wow. You know, so yeah, <laughs> is that possible? I know it feels like it's been there forever. It feels like it has been, did the cornerstone of that neighborhood forever. But it's just been, you know, just about a decade, and they'll talk about. I've talked, I've talked to the founders about how when they, you know established their brewery there. They were taking a little bit of a chance. People are like, no, this is going to be great. It's going to work out. There's going to be a whole, you know, resurgence there. And they were, and of course it wasn't just because of Bent Pedal, but that has totally happened that now that is this totally like happening neighborhood. There are new, you know, residential buildings going up there. I went to a coffee shop in Lincoln Park, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and I thought I could be in Seattle. I could be in Minneapolis. I could be in Los Angeles. You would right. not know from the people sitting there, from the you know the the furnishings. I mean, you, you, you know you're in Duluth, but in terms of it just feeling like this super vibrant hub where people want to be and want to be creative, um, that is just happening in Lincoln Park, and that has all just flowered in the last decade.
0: Go ahead and see, and that's the part that I guess I'm trying to emphasize the most, right? I think for people who don't make it north very often, they think of Duluth like a slightly bigger version of Grand Marais, like, right, right, like, I mean, like, you know, a cute couple little cafes, a cute couple little homes, that's about it. Duluth is a vibrant, thriving, and ever-changing community, and it really, my eyes got open to it, and I'm I'm very excited about what they're doing up there, and I'm also excited that you're going to be up there to reflect it, because having worked with you, I think that you are, you have excellent insight, I think that you are extremely good at critical thinking, and I think if they need someone to do what they do, well, what you do, I, you're, an excellent fit for that now before we talk more about the city of duluth and exactly what your immediate future looks like again we've gone a little ways now uh i would like to hear another song so um i i am both a fan and not a fan of band names that sound like they could be a little (laughs) too of the moment right now again i'm I'm not trying to judge i'm not the artist and to each their own you express yourself however you want to but when i hear a name like thumpasaurus (laughs) i I i immediately smile but I'm also like, are we limiting ourselves? And again, I don't know. I don't know the proper answer because I've never heard of them before, let alone heard their music, but that's about to change. Tell me about Thumpasaurus.
3: Thumpasaurus, this is a band. They're out of LA. They've been around for a handful of years and are, mm-hmm. you know, d- are fairly well established to, to the point where they tour. Uh, but when they came through Minneapolis last fall, they played the 7th Street Entry. So not yes. a huge band, but they've got a national fan base. They, I was introduced to them via a text from a friend on, you know, one of the text chains. And he was like, okay, this is it. This is the song. And you know, we all get a million things like that. And we're like, okay, maybe I'll listen to it whenever. But this video just immediately captivated my wife and me and our whole friend circle. It involves a man in assless chaps, which I know <laughs> is, it's funny because all chaps are technically assless, right? They when are. Were, yeah. But
0: usually you're wearing <laughs> jeans or some sort of pantaloons underneath them.
3: Yeah, so this is man just wearing his chaps and some other fashionable clothes and just merrily strutting into an old west town that you suddenly realize is populated by a, 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 a more fun, it, you know, cast of characters than you might have found in, uh, in such a town, in the actual Wild West. And this song is just a celebration of strutting your stuff about feeling good, about owning your whole situation. And we really knew it was going to have to be played on the dance floor at our wedding. Unfortunately, I missed it because I was in the photo booth and, you know, the <laughs> the greeting. But I know it happened and I am really sorry that I was not there on the dance floor for it because I knew, I know the dance floor must have exploded when our friend circle heard this song.
4: Here's my strutting, doop the doop. Strutting my way on over to you. You like my strut? I like his too. Strutting my way on over to you. You like these days, got nothing to do. He decided sidewalk and strut with you. Strutting in the morning, strutting the new. Strutting in nighttime under the moon. Hey, you! I like it too. And do you mind if I strut for you? Baby, feel free to strut for me. you got to strut. Everybody Watch that thing go side to side. Strut so hard with the strutting thigh. Strut your way into my mind. I'm pooping. Cause you strut so fine. Having a strut don't cost a dollar. I take my dog, don't forget to call him. But I'm the dog and I like it. Smell can't help. You strut so well, then, baby, you got a head start. Strutting your way into my heart. Take your head off, make yourself home, have a sleep night and strut on home. Day one, I'm in love with this truck, strut. Day two, I'm in love with truck, strut. Day three, I'm in love with your strut. guess what, I'm in love with the strut. Day one, I'm in love with truck, strut. Day two, I'm in love with this truck, Day three, I'm in love with your strut. guess what, I'm in love with this strut. Day Day I like your strut. Do you want to go strutting the you like my strut? Then let's go strutting, I like your strut. Do you wanna go strutting the you like Struck with me Think I make you smile As far as I can see You make me laugh Think that I love you How about dinner 830 And it's rough for two The way you strut Like no one else You got a thing All by yourself if People can't hang You can give them hell You strut Like you're ringing a bell I Don't need to go fast When you strut with me I got all night Got nowhere to be I'm pretty fine Just walking with you Hold your hand Tell you what, if you like my strut, I'll walk on ahead and you can look at my butt. Objectify, but don't cross the line. But you can be bang when you strut time Cause shut that thing just like a cock. Show them kids up and down the block. Flash your feathers and walk on by. You strut so good you make Jimmy cry. I can't believe that you with me. Let's strut somewhere everybody can see. And next to you, filled up with pride, we go boom, boom, side to side. Day one, I'm in love with your strut. Day two, I'm in love with you strut. Day three, I'm in love with your strut. Three, and guess what? I'm in love with the Day one, I'm a love with strut. Day two, I'm a love with strut. Day, Day three, I'm a love with your strut. Guess what? I'm a love with strut. I like young strut. Do you wanna go the strut You like my strut? Then let's go struttin'. I like young strut. Do you wanna go the strut You like my strut? Then let's go struttin' right now.
0: I would like to now issue a formal apology because after hearing <laughs> the song and looking at the pictures, there's no other name that the band oh. that made that song could be called other than Thumpasaurus. Um, did you go see them in the entry at that show, Jay?
3: No, I didn't even know about them until they were had already played. But okay, next time they come to town, we'll not. I'm
0: trying. I'm trying to imagine that kind of energy and that kind of joy in the confines of a room as small as a Seventh Street Entry. Mm. I'll bet that was a spectacular night.
3: I bet it was. And there's sort of a good companion piece to the band that we'll hear later, because I feel like they have that kind of fun sort of art school sensibility. But then you also have the, you know, the good music and the hooks to go with it. Perfect.
0: There was real bounce to that song right there. Before we continue and wrap up our conversation with Jay Gabler, I think it's only apropos. apropos. Poe, thank you, that we check (laughs) in. Sorry, I'm tired, man. This week has been crazy since I got back. Um, We should check in with Sean Bernard, friend, colleague, co-owner of the Brian Oak Show podcast, but also endorser. And he is a realtor for uh, Edina Realty, 50th and France location. And I know it's been hectic, but for people who are even beginning to vaguely entertain the idea of selling or buying like again like haven't even contacted anyone Have not cleaned the house at all or even Mm. looked around at other possibilities what are the very first steps when you want to start moving in that direction
1: uh i say just give me a call and let's meet let's talk about what your situation is it doesn't have to be that you're moving next month it could be you you want to move in two years Um, i just like to have a conversation with them Uh, i've also been helping out some friends who have had parents that are moving on to assisted living and that sort of thing and trying to help them uh, get out of that place and get into their next home. And so I literally help from first-time homebuyers to folks that are downsizing and, and moving on with their lives. So if you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. I also donate a portion of every buy and sell to an oak, local artist or musician.
0: An okal? Did you say An
1: okal! yes an local artist or musician
0: but that's an important part of what you do because it benefits people and even if it's not enough for them to retire on it's nice to get a little shot in the arm anytime you can
1: yeah according to the tax man i donated thousands of dollars to local musicians this last year i felt very proud of that so that was good
0: all right, very good. So get a hold of Sean if you're in the mood or you know someone who's in the mood to think about thinking about changing places, which our guest is doing, Jay, and you've already become extremely comfortable referring to your partner as your wife during this interview. I like that. About It means you've eased into it, but obviously yep. you've been together for a long time. You're good for that. Is she also pumped about moving up to Duluth?
3: Yeah, it was a big decision for us to move Uh because we had clearly decided, yeah, we decided not to move when we were thinking about, you know, what might a next job look like. But when we were thinking about, you know, not moving, we were thinking, oh, well, we don't want to go out of state. You know, we don't go to another whole metro area. Mm. But then when I learned about this opportunity in Duluth, we both sort of thought, huh, it is a move. It is going to be a change. But that said, as you were saying, Brian, it's not that far. And both of us just realized, gosh, we kind of love the idea of at some point in our lives, living in Duluth and you know there's really not going to be a better opportunity probably presenting itself and we decided that,
0: yeah and you're going it. to be the arts and entertainment reporter for the Duluth News Tribune is that the correct name so that if people correct. want to stay on top of what you write and what you're talking about and are looking for further insights into, into Duluth what's the best place to find Jay Gabler
3: Duluthnewstribune.com is our website and you can subscribe. There's a very attractive uh, introductory offer or you can buy a hard copy if you find it around um in Duluth. Um, But you can also, you know, read the paper digitally, we can read the stories in web form or every day of the week, you can read a mock up of a um, print paper, although they're actually only physical print papers that come out on Wednesday and Saturday. But every day we can give you that morning newspaper experience. And then I'm also on Twitter uh, at Jay Gabler, J-A-Y-G-A-B-L-E-R. And I tweet about what I do and some things that I don't do, some things I should do, maybe some things (laughs) I shouldn't have done. (laughs) So that's another good place to find out what I'm doing.
0: Look man you and I once at 2 in the morning were at the Fondaluth casino and wow. um you went home early because you made the right choice, but then Jill and I stuck around, and we, Jill won more than $1,000 that oh night. It was a gosh. wonderful, wonderful night when we were up there for, I don't know, some musical thing. Speaking of some musical thing, the music scene obviously has been growing and changing and evolving, and it gets better all the time. I know there's also a, a much bigger art scene overall when we encompass all the arts. When it comes to venues in Duluth, you know there are obviously the big outdoor things down in Canal Park, but, I mean, there are venues, right? Like there's there's a scene in Duluth.
3: There is such a scene in Duluth. There are so many venues of all kinds. There are mm-hmm. music venues. There are more movie theaters than a city of ninety thousand has any mm-hmm. right to have. More theater right. seats than a you know a city of that size has any right to have. And then everything else in Duluth. And this happens to some extent in the Twin Cities, but it really happens in Duluth. Like literally anything can turn into a venue and people love it when that happens, you know. There's the historic mansion, Sheen. You know, Emma Diener, when she was was there was like, what if we turned the pier into a venue? What if we just put a band out on the pier and people can come by land or by lake Mm. and take in the venue and that totally happens. You know, the people who- Run the Duluth Entertainment Convention Center that owns the uh William A. Irvin, the you know, the, the historic ship. It's one of those you know, sort of giant. Uh, ships that just sort of sit in the harbor and you can tour it. Well, they're talking about, you know, having bands on the deck of that ship. Uh, and then every other, all sorts of, there are two cideries. The cideries are venues. The, you know, all the breweries, there are so many great breweries, their venues. Um, the home, Duluth Homegrown just happened, which just takes over the city. Dozens and dozens of venues, again, in the city of 90,000. So there are tons of places to take in music and all sorts of other performances.
0: I'm excited for you, Jay. Before we, before we say goodbye and wrap things, up, um I do want to thank all of our Patreon supporters and members. I promise you, we're going to have an event coming up for you sooner rather than later. But still working on the details there because you know life is chaos and COVID and whatnot. <laughs> um, also, I want to thank um, the good people at Audioquip who provide us with all the equipment in the Smart Start MN Studios. Also, thanks to Smart Start MN. Thank you very much, Sean Bernard.
1: Thank you, and Jay. Thanks for accommodating the Zoom today. Being my wife is sick, so I really appreciate it. No problem.
0: I never
3: had to overdose on Zoom yeah and
1: we'll be we'll be uh we'll be up in Duluth in the next month or so so I'm excited to check out some of the local venues well
0: now is the time right I mean like it's obviously been changing and growing for a long time but I feel like Duluth and I think it's probably part of the reason that you decided now was the time to move I don't feel like that movement's stalling out I feel like if anything Duluth is in a growth period both population wise attention wise Creativity wise, I feel like, you know, you part of the reason and I could be wrong, but I feel like part of the reason you and yours decided to pull the trigger now is that Duluth is sort of on the precipice of something even bigger than we watched happen over the last couple of years, don't you think?
3: Yeah, I think you're seeing some generational change happening um, in across every sector from government. Uh, I mean, I, I never thought I'd be saying this, but like, you know, the mayor of the city councilors I've met are so cool, right? They're right. just, yeah. they right. get it, they, you know? Name yeah, the so. last
0: time someone in your life told you the mayor and the city council were super cool anywhere yeah. in Duluth, <laughs> but in Duluth, it's true.
3: Yeah, and some of them are super young. So <laughs> like, you know, it's it's Duluth is ready to um you know to get behind all exciting new ideas. Now, I think you have a, a group of people uh, that includes both you know commercial leaders and artistic leaders who are really ready to look at the city in a new way. I understand, it does have this industrial history, it does have mm-hmm. this shipping history that is to be embraced, but it shouldn't be something that ties you down. Right, that you can think of Duluth as a creative community in ways uh, you can think of it as a you know a location where films can be shot. You can think of it as a location where you can turn a church into a, you know, music hall and ter- turn another church into uh like painting academy. That has <laughs> literally happened in both cases. Right. Um, so yeah, I think there are all sorts of new ideas and new energy happening up there. And I'm really excited to see what happens.
0: Well, at Canal Park is ideal for all my LARPing friends who love to play real
1: life, right. oh, yeah. dressed
0: up in costumes. <laughs> so plenty of LARPing opportunities and many other things. <sighs> Jay, it's good to see your voice, fo- uh, your face rather, and I'm very excited for your future we'll stay in touch all right yeah
3: totally and if there are any good LARPing photo ops uh, you know shoot me an email I think our <laughs> photographers yeah. would be interested to know
0: you know I'm trying still trying to go decide between wizard and barbarian before we let you go Jay uh good luck to you congratulations on your wedding good luck Congrats. with the new endeavor and the new gig and here's to Duluth making it everything it can possibly be you've picked one final song tell us about it we're going to hear it and we're going to go out
3: yeah well this is my Favorite song in the world. And I thought it would be worth picking at this point because it's my favorite song, but also because it's been in the news a bit lately. Because this is a song by Talking Heads from their final studio album together in 1988 called Naked, uh, which is a great half an album. Half of it is not so great, but this is one Uh of the, you know, part of the great half. But it was just in the news because David Byrne was on a talk show and mentioned that the lyrics to this song were written in the Twin Cities which Mm. the world kind of greeted as a revelation and a happy one. But I felt like, oh, I I thought that was known because I heard David Byrne say that when he played Rock the Garden, way back when it was just the the walker put it out alone and Rock the Garden happened in the street. So David Byrne played, and he mentioned, yeah, I'm going to play this song, and I actually... As I recall him saying from stage, he wrote the lyrics when uh, his, you know, then partner Twila Tharp was doing a thing at the Walker, which I'm sure she was doing all the time in the '80s. And so he's killing some time and driving around the Twin Cities in the '80s, and just these words just sort of started coming to him as he looked around the landscape. And I think anyone who's driven around the Twin Cities, especially once you get out of the core cities and know what our built landscape looks like in the suburbs of the Twin Cities, you're like, yes, exactly. Yes, the song is about is about Minnesota.
5: This <laughs> is Hut. Now it's all covered with daisies. You got it, you got it. I it's the honky toms, Dairy Queens, and 7 Elevens. You got it, you got it. And as things fell apart, nobody paid much attention.